0: been very blessed to have now is a situation where we approach our partners and we really treat it as such as, hey, this is a partnership. This is what we're able to do. Customer service is often one of the most difficult and challenging things. So you need to be compensated if you're very successful. Most cases are going on to Google. They're typing in best plumber near me or best plumber, whatever area they live in, something like that. Right. And then they're going to look at their reviews and the results. And this is really where we want to shine. Hey, how's it going? This is The Drive with Rick Vaza, where we're going to be talking about business acquisitions and general investing. Today, I want to talk, uh, it's going to be specific about the plumbing, which is the trade that I'm uh, operating our business in right now. Uh, I get a lot of questions about people who are interested in plumbing. Right now, it's kind of a hot area with private equity. So I figured I would just go through some of the inner industries, if you will, the sub industries of plumbing that are really, uh, ideally if you're exploring the space and curious about it, uh, there should be some helpful context and, and background. Uh, I came into this area in industry with absolutely no background in plumbing at all. And, you know, I think this would be helpful to kind of cover if I was exploring the entrance point again. So hopefully you find it valuable. And if you do, uh, obviously this is a newer podcast, just ask you to please share this out, help us grow the reach, you know, do all that liking and subscribing and all that good stuff. All right, so you go to plumbing, you're um, generally thinking, yeah, okay, the idea is that they're fixing plumbing problems. Yeah, no shit. Um, But okay, that breaks down into different areas. So traditionally, we have kind of two different segments. So, we have what's called new construction plumbing and then service and repair plumbing. So, new construction is pretty obvious. Obviously, if you're building something new, you have to lay in all the pipes. So, you know, you got your sewer lines, your water lines, your gas lines, all that good stuff all has to be, you know, literally put into to, to the foundation and upwards. Um, now, on service and repair, what you have is well, over time, obviously, that new construction plumbing starts to fade, have problems, whatever. So, the service and repair is actually working on plumbing that has already been put in place. Now there's a big difference between the two and in particular the business models and just kind of the whole inner workings. Now, as you can imagine with new construction plumbing, you don't have really a customer service aspect to this. So this is a big difference in how a new construction plumber is going to be compensated and the expectations that are set. Because as you can imagine, like any part of the job, customer service is often one of the most difficult and challenging things. So you need to be compensated if you're very successful in handling customer service, which a lot of people will then gravitate towards service and repair if they have that personality type or that you know desire for, for customer interaction. Whereas with new construction, you're going to be given the blueprints. You typically have someone who's going to oversee it and they're going to basically showcase, okay, this is where these need to get run, go do the work, you know, do it up to code and all that good stuff and, you know, have a nice day. So as you can imagine... You know, there's a general contractor involved typically they're overseeing everything they're trying to keep their costs as low as physically possible basically to make sure that the project hits its objectives and the returns that the you know developers need in order to justify building this thing um, so one of the line items that they want to keep as low as possible is plumbing so they're looking for ultra competitive rates there's no customer service it's really hard to be a value added player in, in, my, in my opinion in this space um, and they're really looking to you know kind of maximize the the return that those ultimately going to be there. So from my perspective, that's hard to really build a, a, you know, the business that I'm comfortable with, I'm I'm very I have a customer service background, so I'm very uh, interested in how can we deliver the best customer service and the best experience possible. And it, in my opinion, it's tricky to do that there. The other thing that's really challenging with new construction is your cash conversion cycle. So with with that type of business model, you know, as I mentioned, there's a general contractor there. There's kind of a waterfall of payments that needs to happen before you as a subcontractor get paid. So you can typically be doing that work and you know having to have paid for your materials, having to paid for your employees to to do the job and then have a very long lag time before actually getting payment. So that conversion cycle can be tricky. And unfortunately that area is notorious for like people, frankly, just not even getting paid and having issues. So it's a space that, um, you're, you, you as you kind of do your research on getting into the, the, the trades, if you will, a lot of people will say like, stay away from, um, I, I personally, again, that's, it's just not, not like it's a bad business. I'm sure there's ultra way more successful people than me that are in that business, but just not one that I think my strengths lend itself to being very successful in. So I've gravitated towards service and repair. Now, the funny thing is, I think as more and more people talk about staying away from new construction, because I think you'll hear that from basically any podcast participant um, talking about the trades, probably means there's a damn good opportunity there for, for someone to do really well in new construction. But again, that's just not not my um, skill set or, or where I, I've lend my expertise to. So what we've found is uh, our space is service and repair. And that was where I entered when I first bought John Padilla Plumbing here in San Diego. And what I love about service and repair is, you know, the team is providing a very needed work and service, right? We're literally uh, protecting the health of San Diego with making sure people's water is flowing properly, that it's clean and sanitized, um, and that the gas is, you know, um, also flowing properly as well. A lot of people don't know that, but plumbers handle gas work. So it's really, really important. So this, you know, these lines have already been placed in, they've been already done from the new construction people previously, but now years have gone by, there's been wear and tear, you know, obviously the use of the lines, the water quality that San Diego has, has deteriorated those lines there's been a lot of issues or maybe people are just making upgrades right they want to add a bathroom they want to add toilets they want to get the newest and more efficient uh, products that are available all that good stuff so someone has to do that that's our team right service and repair so they're coming in and handling this now within service and repair though there's a kind of another layer of it that i thought would be helpful because this is not always known to people as they're exploring the space a lot of times they just hear service and repair and they think oh well it's not new construction so that's what I'm attracted to. Well, actually within service and repair, you then have these two kind of different channels. Um, and our team actually operates in both and both are very attractive, but it's in, it's important to understand the differences between them so that you can run your business effectively. So in a lot of cases, uh, San Diego is a good example of this market. We have a lot of different apartment complexes, large HOA built, you know, uh, HOA uh, run Units and these people typically have a property manager that's associated with helping them run and manage these large properties that have multiple people, you know, te- whether they're tenants or owners, multiple uh, people involved in the decisions that are being made um, and issues that are coming up because of such. So a lot of times those property mayors can be great people to have relationships with, right? Like they're able to, because they manage hundreds and hundreds of doors uh, or units, if you will, um, they may be having a lot of work, ultimately plumbing work, that they can send your way. Now, of course, as a byproduct of that, a lot of times what they're going to say is, hey, we're going to send you a bunch of volume. So we expect discounted pricing that we can then pass on to keep our costs as low as possible. And they're also typically going to ask you for payment terms. So a lot of times, going back to my cash conversions, cycle process, the payment terms will typically be about 30 days. is fairly common. That's industry standard, um, which can be really challenging. That means you have to cover two payrolls and uh, typically the parts before you get paid. So you really have to have your business model set up properly to be able to f- facilitate that because you're doing the work, you're then paying it and th- paying your people typically twice now before you're collecting any cash for that. And on top of that, they've already asked you for a discount on price. So you really have a, a, a challenging situation if you're not set up for success there. The other aspect of that too is because they're typically managing so many different units, there's often a lot of support that's needed. So not only are you now being asked to discount your pricing, but you're asking to typically provide higher customer service support because there's a lot of coordinating that needs to happen. Hey, you need to talk with these three different units and make sure that they're all going to be there so that you can do your repair. Hey, we need this invoice to be done. So there's just a lot of back office stuff that can be done, uh, that can be needed as well. So this can be very, very challenging on your staff in an office, again, if you're not set up properly to handle this. So what we've done is we've had, um, you know, a lot of uh, companies you'll see will kind of initially build their business that way because it's typically not as much marketing in the scheme of Google, Yelp, um, you know, sending out, frankly, boots on the ground is the way it works a lot of times. It's more relationship driven, right? You're You're showing up to these complexes, you're explaining this is our team and the services that we offer, blah, 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 and you're building that relationship and hopefully driving some work out of that. Um, So you'll see a lot of plumbers will initially start kind of building their business that way and then start um, branching out um, to the other format, which is what I will call your pure residential format. And that's typically like a homeowner like you or me needs um, plumbing work. We have a leaky faucet. We have no hot water. We want to upgrade our our toilet, whatever, right? Well, normally, what do you think that person's doing? Most cases are going on to Google. They're typing in best plumber near me or best plumber, whatever area they live in, something like that, right? And then they're going to look, get their reviews and the results and ideally have someone come out um, that now has been socially vetted. Um, and so that's common to, to then see. And that. Uh, dynamic is slightly different because what happens is then the plumber comes out, and this is really where we're, we we want to shine. This is this is the part of the business I love and get really excited about because this is where customer service comes in. You're you're coming in and you're really trying to provide the best possible experience, and you know that's done. What we teach and 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 from my financial planning background is you're you're really asking good questions and you're presenting education and options in order to help the homeowner make the most informed decision to move forward. So, you know, as that comes out, you know, I have this toilet. Okay, well, Mr. and Mrs. Homer, you know, how long do you have you been living here? Um, you know, how long do you plan on staying here? You know, um, what, how many people are using the toilet? You know, do you have kids, all these things. So you're, you're, you're really asking good questions that are then going to help you Create a package that's going to be tailored to that customer and really give them exactly what they want. Because a lot of times, um, you know, I, I was guilty of this before I got into the trades too. I didn't even know most of the information. Like, you know, people can be really intimidated by their homes and they don't want to feel stupid and ask dumb questions. So it's really up to our team to make them feel secure and confident in the decision that they're making and help them by asking them really good questions to come to the correct conclusion or correct solution, if you will, on what they're ultimately looking for so as you can tell that's kind of where my skill set really lends itself to and what I get excited about so we've've we've, we've seen a, a large increase in our business from that side as we've grown our reviews significantly and you know've we've, we've been very blessed to have such an amazing team who, who generates a lot of positive feedback and as that continues um, we you know that side of our business continues to grow now our team has historically been set up to handle the property management business and we've continued to do that and we love that business it can be a very very attractive business but you have to have the right partners and that's where you know as we Grown, we've been really picky about making sure it is truly a partnership and not that like bully dynamic. Because a lot of times it can be hey, we're sending you a bunch of business give us the lowest price possible and that's it. And what we want to say is like, hey, we have a really good team. We have to make sure that we compensate them extremely w- well to, to be here and retain them and to live in this very expensive city. Um, we can't just have this as like a you beat us up and we you know go do work for you and don't make any money because that, that can be a, a very uh, scary death spiral for these companies if they're not uh, aware of how these relationships can be because what can happen is they can actually send you so much volume that they're sending you d- to your death spiral because you're doing a bunch to work that you're not making any money on because you're getting beat up. So what we've been very blessed to have now is a situation where we approach our partners and we really treat it as such as, Hey, this is a partnership. This is what we're able to do. We of course can give you a, a, a nice pricing based on the volume that you send us. But at the end of the day, we we still need to be competitive and, and be able to uh, pay our team uh, a respect, respectable living wage to live here. And that's been great because now, you know, you, you truly are forming relationships where there's a mutual respect and not just kind of this bully, uh, uh, app uh, approach that, that can be dangerous um, and so that's that's been a really interesting and, and valuable iteration as we've kind of m- migrated our business so what we found now is we kind of have um, still this standing situation where we have both businesses uh, in place where we we service both sides um, and and thankfully now we continue to kind of have a growing successful relationship with with each of those and they each play their own part and now you know what's helpful with the, the pure residential business is obviously those customers um, the a big difference is they're, you know, typically maybe you service a customer three to five times as they're in their home. I mean, ideally you're, you're, you're helping them so that they don't need to call you. Uh, that's, that's kind of the goal, but a lot of times they'll have great repeat customers where maybe they're moving or they're bu- buying a new property and, you know, they want to bring you into the loop. So um, what we'll have is our membership programs that can really get them the best uh, possible service. They'll, you know, they'll get discounts, they'll get, uh, water heater flush, you're, you're packaging in all of these things that are valuable to the homeowner, typically on the preventative maintenance side. So it makes sure that they're kind of uh, treating you like a property manager. Where they, if they have a, a plumber, uh, they they wouldn't even think twice about calling someone else. They know they're going to have a great experience with you. Um, there's no reason because of your team's knowledge and all those things. So you're you're trying to build that reputation. Like it would be crazy for them to even call someone else, type of thing. Um, so that's what we're really trying to get to. So going back to so the dynamics here, you know, with, still so with residential, one of the big differences too, obviously after you. Service that homeowner. So, like, if I have one of our plumbers come out to my property, once they finish the job, I'm paying them right away. So, obviously, a totally different cash flow conversion dynamic where you know you're getting paid right away. Then you have a little bit of time to have to pay your employer, and then a little bit of time to pay for those materials. So your your working capital is actually a lot more attractive because now you more or less have money up front that then you can use to pay and pay. Whereas on the other foot, remember on the other side, you have that net 30 payment terms. So it's the opposite working against you. So you really need to understand the cash conversion of the business to make sure that it's being set up appropriately and frankly, that you don't run out of money, which obviously is the fear for any business owner. Um, But if you have an understanding of those two inner workings, you can really set the business up successfully. They are different models. So as I mentioned, you know, with the property managers, you're typically getting, uh, hey, go, take care of this problem and there's not a ton of customer service that needs to be done there. It's, you know, uh, you know, of course, good communication, but mostly it's just, hey, go take care of this and, and, and report back that it's finished. And then on the other side, you have a customer who may or may not even know what they need help with. So there's a lot of customer service that needs to take place there, which in turn obviously does mean that you need to be charging more because of, of course the skill sets now that are required for that talent pool are a lot higher because they're having to deal with not only just the plumbing, but frankly, being a a, a psychiatrist, a, a, you know, the, a doctor to help with the diagnose, diagnostic problems, there's a whole different layer to it that's now being built in. So there is a very, uh, ser- you know, serious difference in those skill sets. And it's our duty, you know, as managers and trainers to really help coach up the team and make sure that they feel comfortable handling that level of customer service that's expected. But if you have that understanding, I think it'll really make it clear, you know, you kind of have these three buckets, so you got your new construction, and then service and repair, but within service and repair, there's really two uh, kind inner workings. there uh, Technically, there is even more than that, but I mean, that gives you kind of the highest level um, understanding of of typically the process. Okay. Well, uh, I hope that's helpful. Again, if it was, I would really appreciate it if you share that out. Obviously, feel free to comment if you have any questions. I'd be more than happy to get back to you on them. And if you want to ask me anything directly, you can reach me at Rick Vaza on Twitter. Thank you again for watching, and I hope that was helpful.